The War on Israel Part 3. Bring in the surveyors. Welcome to the Great Reset Hidden Agenda, everybody. My name is John Roberts. Joining us, David Waterman, Midwest Public Health Coalition, and of course, Paul, the producer. Our show today, The Great Reset Hidden Agenda, is brought to you by Churchill Shoes. October is SAS Month at Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Churchill Shoes is in their new location, and all SAS shoes are on sale all October long. Churchill Shoes has been in business for over 65 years and know what the best shoes are for your comfort and well-being. It's SAS Shoes. Churchill Shoes can cater to all your footwear needs, whether men's or women's shoes, from slim to triple wide. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturdays from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or go online at churchillshoesnd.com. SAS Shoes, your feet will be glad you got them at Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. All right, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to text or call our number here at the studios of GFBS, 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863, and follow us on Rumble, too. Uh, again, give us a call or text if you have any questions. Uh, before we get going too much further, let's do it. It's time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, I once dated a cross-eyed woman. I once dated a cross-eyed woman, uh, but it didn't work out. Um, we just didn't see eye to eye on anything. And she was also seeing someone on the side. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that zinger at the end, that kind of made it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so that one was an okay one then. Yeah, um, uh, welcome uh, to me. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been on The Great Reset, but uh, David, how are you today? I'm fine. Welcome back. Good, good, good. You've, yes. you've missed out on a lot of very important stuff. I mean, I, I don't know if you had your radio on uh, while you're driving, but yeah, you know what's, I mean, have you had a chance to catch up with what's um, going on I'm in the world? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm still a little behind. It's almost like uh, you almost get like jet lag. Oh, um, yeah, you know, right. I, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep there for 10 days, and uh, now it's finally starting to catch up to me. <laughs> but I know I did miss out a lot. And um, it, it's hard to pay attention to anything when you're in the truck, um, right. except being safe. Um, there's a right. lot of nut jobs on the road. There's a lot of people driving trucks that had no business driving trucks. Uh, and a lot of people that had no business even driving their cars around all these trucks. But anyway. Yep, you know, yep. so, uh, yeah, no, I, go ahead. <laughs> so who, what, I, I just, I'm curious, do they make you watch a, do you have to watch a video before you drive no. a truck for No, no, no. Yeah, in, in, in my opinion, um, I mean, I, I've been around this stuff. I've driven a You've lot. You've done it you know. for a lot, yeah. long time. And my opinion now, uh, they're coming out with all these automatic trucks. So people that probably shouldn't be driving a truck are because now you don't have to shift. Oh. You know, like me, I drive a 10-speed. So you're going through a lot of gears over and over and over again. Mm. I think they should, uh, people should learn how to drive in a manual transmission like I drive so you can learn to respect what you're doing, the, the weight, the heaviness. I mean, you're driving around 85,000 pounds. You can't stop on a dime. Uh, and then go to the automatic. So you have a little respect for what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. And I think I mean, it would be a lot safer. Even driving just a regular car, right? I mean, right. I, I took driver's training with a, in a manual. I think it was a rabbit, Volkswagen mm-hmm. rabbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 But you learn, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. And, then, and you also have a, an idea of what the 
what the engine is doing sure. while you're going down mm-hmm. the road. Right? Yeah, I'd love to drive an automatic, but um, and then uh, let's get over here to uh, really, really quickly um, because you know you haven't been here for a couple of weeks. So I just wanted to say, you know, uh, just one thing as far as catching up. Uh, you'll notice that we had, it's called the Great Reset Hidden Agenda now. Mm, yes. But yes. I was uh, mentioning this uh, before you guys showed up that I actually last night went back and watched some of our very first shows. I couldn't find the first Great Reset, re- reset show, though. So I'm, I'm still looking mm. for that. But mm. it was pretty interesting because I was wow. saying, like, we even watched the interview with my daughter, you know, because when we first started, it's right when COVID started. Mm-hmm, and this right. whole Great Reset thing we've gone going on for three years. But I just thought that that was... Interesting as far as yeah, and uh, speaking of daughters, Paul, congratulations! Another new daughter this weekend. How about congratulations. that? Congratulations! Thank you, thank yeah, you. That's exciting. Damn, they got a whole football team now. Yeah, we almost got a whole hockey team or a line anyway. Um, <laughs> I, but I, um, I, you're a bold. I mean, I I applaud your 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 bravery for bringing children into this world which into is, this yeah, messed up world. It's messed up. <laughs> yeah. It is really messed up. But that's you know what? At the same time, if we don't do that our country goes away right i mean you, yeah. you it takes new children to maintain sure. a nation yep and right now we're literally on the razor's edge of losing our nation i think that in order to maintain it i think that it's uh i think each couple has to have like what is it 2.6 i don't know you have a 0.6 child but <laughs> if the yeah. population growth falls below 2.6 it's actually on decline in a in a way that will never catch up yeah. and i think the only reason that uh, we're even maintaining that is because of the number of illegal aliens i'm not talking yeah. about the the terrorists that are flooding across the southern border did i say that um i'm, I'm talking about before the Biden took mm. over and opened up the gates for everybody that hates us to come here, yeah. uh, we were maintaining it because of the number of illegal aliens coming yeah. across who have family values very similar to American values if they're going from Mexico. Uh, my kind of um, monologue that I do uh, before the Great Reset Hidden Agenda, oh, yes, um, speaking right. of that subject, um, I don't know if you heard climate czar John Kerry. Now, he says billions of human beings must be sacrificed to save the planet Earth. Uh, and, and that's something you have been talking about for how long now? Um, Joe Biden, his uh, approval rating, from now on, I decided it's not going to be an approval rating. It's going to be a disapproval rating, which is now at an all-time high of 58%. 58 wow. 50 percent disapproval disapproval oh, disapproval, disapproval. Okay. disapproval. Right. Yeah, it's no longer an approval rating with him uh since biden took office you know there have been more than 80 attacks on u.s facilities and troops in iraq and syria alone that's yeah. stuff you don't hear on the news uh basically the world was safer under donald trump i think think we all know that um how about this report that came out in august says joe biden spent 40 percent of his presidency on personal trips so four out of six days, he's not even around D.C. He's Is that gone. All? Yeah. Well, wow. that's what they're saying. That's all. Um, and I, I want to lead. Oh, um, before we get into, we'll be talking about um, uh, the war on Israel and all of that. Um, they're talking. Uh, Gaza's health authority says five thousand seven hundred ninety-one Palestinians have died now just in Gaza. In fact, three hospitals now in Gaza, are, the Gaza Strip, are out of action because they don't even have fuel to run their generators because there's no electricity, so they have to use generators. And I want to leave it on this um, kind of a little saying here: seven dollars for a pound of butter. Uh, but don't worry, there's no Indian on it anymore, so it's not offensive. Um, how's Build Back Better working out for you? Yeah. Uh, seven yeah, bucks no for a kidding. pound of butter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, wow. you know, this Build Back Better, uh, right now, you know, they're, it's on the news that they're having a U.N. Council meeting talking about uh, 
Iran's involvement in this and that, you know, if they make any steps that, you know, the U.N. has to step in. So, so I think it's, you know, build back better because what he did is he took everything out of Iran mm-hmm. and now they're saying, well, if they do something, we'll have to go back in to Iran, but we'll just have to build it back better because we <laughs> don't have anything there well, anymore. I think yeah. you got it. Yeah, we'll I think you steal everything it. that we gave away. I, yeah. I, no, we'll just bring more. We'll charge yeah, taxpayers yeah. to re, re, sure. reproduce that stuff, and then we'll bring it back so that we can give it to them again. Yeah, we can leave another, it there again. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's there's something that I'm as a as someone who's been studying the Bible for really over thirty years. Uh, it, it's often it's easy. I've noticed that it's easy sometimes to miss a phrase, a small little phrase or even mm-hmm. a couple of words that actually have tremendous importance. And and I, I'm not saying that you were speaking scripture just now, John, but you did say something at the opening that we kind of brushed through. And I just want to come back to that briefly, if we can. You said that John Kerry actually stated mm-hmm. out loud. Yeah. I mean, he said, the, he said the quiet part out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did he, can you give a little more context? I don't How, know if I'd be able to find it or not now. But he, but he is now saying John Kerry is actually openly admitting the goal of their climate agenda, which is, by the way, as you all know, not if you watch this program at all, the goal of the climate agenda and the whole global warming, you know, nonsense is to destroy. It's to destroy human life. It's literally to kill um, massive quantities. Uh, I would say many millions, but apparently John Kerry's even admitting billions. Mm-hmm. He's saying billions. That's the goal. It's to destroy billions of people, to destroy the lives of billions of people, to just kill them. Through their, through their policies, it, not, not, not the actual climate itself. Well, yeah, because the climate is, is normal. I know. I love, <laughs> see, I love seeing these pictures when they said, you know, like Florida's going to be underwater, you know, when Al Gore was saying that. And then you, they show pictures of the, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, underwater. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, and the, the water level is the exact same oh, it was from yeah. oh, 30 yeah, years exactly. ago. Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. And, and, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't float. Somebody pointed <laughs> out. <laughs> Someone pointed out a while ago that uh, large banks are still lending millions of dollars to real estate developers who are developing coastline properties that, according to the global warming alarmists, are going to be underwater in just 20 years, and they're doing these with 30-year mortgages. How are they going to get their money if the property they're developing is underwater? They won't. And guess what? Banks don't lose money. And they know if that's going to be underwater, we're not going to give you the money to buy it because you won't be able to pay the money back because you've got to pay it back based on the, the revenue that you generate from the business that you're doing on that property. They're still getting all the money because they know that it's a hoax. I, th- I thought I heard, too, that uh, the Biden administration is trying to uh, push through some policy or something uh, to make banks have to give loans to illegal immigrants. Because you know that's a, that's a secured loan. But, Would that surprise me? But you know the banks will say, well, you know, we're not going to be able to get this money back if they default on it. But that's okay because then the government will come in and they'll bail them out. So, <laughs> so we'll pay, and then the banks will still they'll still get their interest no, on it too. So the banks will win, and the taxpayer and, gets gets nailed twice. Yeah, yeah, we pay twice. So, um, so one of the things that, that uh, in my up, the, the, a project I'm actually working on right now about how to determine truth uh, about anything is to 
analyze what would be the outcome if this is if you're trying to determine where where somebody's going or what their actual goal is and if you say this would be the outcome would that benefit them or not and then you ask is are the steps that they're taking all leading toward that goal or, or toward that outcome and if you apply that to somebody who's supposed to be the president of the United States and their policies if you say are the things that they're doing going to lead to the outcome that makes America stronger, that makes America safer, that makes Americans uh, more, more able to pursue the American dream, right? To build a business, to, to uh, have a family, uh, to, to, be, uh, to be profitable and, and become productive members of society. Is, are those policies making it easier for that to happen? Or are those policies making it harder for that to happen? And so then if you say, well, I think that that guy's goal is actually to destroy the country, then you just ask the same question. Well, are the policies that that he's imposing on us going to weaken us financially? Is it going to weaken us militarily? Is it going to weaken us morally? And if the answer is yes, then there's a really good chance that that is the goal, to destroy the country. Mm -hmm. And, And Americans have to start putting those pieces together and saying, hey, uh, you're a traitor. You're a traitor to our nation. This is sedition. You're just you're actively destroying the the very people that put you in office, mm-hmm. and 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 we're going to bring you up on charges, and they're going to be uh, there's going to be a price to pay for that. We've got to do that, or we're done. So, yeah. uh, the fact that, that that John Kerry actually openly stated that it's going to cost billions of lives. Yeah, I found it again, but it's so long I wasn't going to be able to, to just reach oh, out and pick one little thing out of there. But um, okay. uh, this was news from just a couple of days ago. Just a couple of days ago. Yeah. So he admitted that that. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, I, so what I've been saying on this sh- on this show, as you as you just alluded to, yeah. John, is that that is the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is to destroy lives. It's yeah. to destroy lives. I've been saying in the millions. He actually admitted it's in the billions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Kerry. Yeah. So um, he so, must have came up with the idea when, you know, he wasn't on a, a jet because that, yeah, would, that would ruin the environment. So, mm-hmm. you know, luckily he was just on his wife's. Yeah. That doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's, it's hers, it doesn't you matter. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, no. the, the lunacy uh, that's being <laughs> reported uh, as, as being this is what we've got to do. Yeah. And we learn how many people are willing to... Here's what COVID taught us. Most Americans, and I, I say this with both great sadness and, and, a, and a level of shame as a citizen, I think we found out that most Americans are easily bullied. Oh, most sure. Americans are, mm-hmm. are willing to be bullied. They would rather be bullied and, oh, I'll go, okay, I'll go sit in the corner and do what I, you told me to do, rather than say, hey, no, that's not right, right. and stand up for themselves yeah. and for the rest of the people. You know, one of the things that I was saying before the show, too, that just really pissed me off the other day, I was watching um, when they're trying to vote on who's going to be the House Speaker, and, you right. know, they're going through all the votes and everything, and I'm, you know, thinking, okay, Jordan's going to finally take this thing home. No, no, it, no. And now it's going to the fourth one. But, no. you know, then you have the, uh, this joker that Jeffrey go up there and he's like, well, we, you know, we need to find a speaker of the house. That is, I'm like, no, the only thing, the only reason that we don't have a speaker of the house is because the Democrats just will refuse yep. to yep. let a Republican go in mm-hmm. there. They would rather us go into World War Three yeah. than to lose. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, sadly. Yeah. And what the, the 
the, the, the troubling part, most troubling part about that is that the number of Democrats who are willing to put country ahead of party, uh, I think can be counted on one hand. I hate to say it, but I think it's true. I, well, I agree. And they refuse to lose, too, because they know if Jordan gets in there, he's going to expose a lot of them. <clears throat> well, it has to be a Republican that gets yeah, in. Right. And so it, it, it's even like when Trump was in office, he could have the best idea on the planet. He could have the best yeah. idea for the United States, and the Dems are going to go, no, uh-uh, well, if, uh-uh. If, if it has to be a Republican, then why is Jeffrey on the vote? Because he's a Democrat. Yeah, yeah right. That's yeah. It's, so I don't. I don't get it. I mean, no, it, 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 gives, it gives Republicans the opportunity to show how tolerant they are. Right. Yeah. Right. But it, it will be a Republican. It will. Be. It's just a matter of how many Who? votes is it going to take and all of that crap. And and it's a matter of whether or not it's a real Republican or a Rhino. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And Jim Jordan, I think, is a real Republican. I mean, he's been there how long? About twenty two yeah. years. Yeah. He's, I, he's not a new kid on the block. No. I mean, this is a guy that knows what's going on in Washington. Um, and he's also the one that was going after Fauci. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't buy. I don't know. I still think Trump would have been a great speaker. <laughs> Shit would have hit the fan there, boys. They're, they're, I think they were actually uh, talking about him just being a temporary until they get one. No, yeah, wouldn't years, that be something? Two, two years ago, I spoke with uh, Congressman Kelly um, Armstrong. Oh, Armstrong. Sure. Yeah. And he, I almost said Kramer too. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Armstrong and... Um, he said to me, yeah, you know, Jim Jordan's going to be bringing up, uh, he's going to be having hearings on this and hearings on that, and his hearings are the Biden and the Hunter and the Biden. I said, so what? Yeah. I said, I, I said, most North Dakota Republicans are confident that none of those hearings are ever going to amount to a hill of beans. No, none of the Bidens will nope. ever be charged. They'll nope. never be held to account for any of the crimes they've committed uh, because that's just the way that it's done in Washington. Those people are, uh, can't be touched. And he, it's the first time I've seen Kelly Armstrong speechless yeah. in all the years I've known him. He, and I think he was speechless because he knew that it was true. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm calling him on it. Look, so don't try to flim flam me with, oh, right. we're going to have hearings. So what? Mm-hmm. Unless they amount to something that looks even remotely like justice or uh, a judicial system that's equally applied to both the people you like and the people you don't like. You know, that's what makes America... That's what made us great. That's mm-hmm. what made our country different is that we created a justice system, which is, by the way, based on biblical, the biblical concept of justice. It's based on the biblical concept of justice that it doesn't matter if you like the guy or if you don't like the guy. The question isn't, is he rich or is he poor? The question is, did he do it or didn't he do right. it? And if he didn't do it, you've got to find him not guilty. And if he did do it, you've got to find him guilty. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if he's your son-in-law. It doesn't matter if he's your son. It doesn't matter if he's your wife right. or she's, excuse me. It doesn't matter if he's your husband. Yeah. Uh, it, it, what matters Or is, whatever they identify as. What, what, he, <laughs> what matters is, did he do it or not? Mm-hmm. That judicial system doesn't exist in most of the world. In most of the world, it's who you know, who you paid off, who you slept with. Uh, or who you can pay off or mm-hmm. sleep with, their, right? It's, it's, it's favoritism. The United States had a judicial system that was based on the concepts of justice and truth, and that when you apply truth to the justice system, you get just and fair yeah. results. Uh, so uh, Tucker... Uh, was talking to I think was it Hannity? Is that the was he mm-hmm. the big one on Fox? Yes. Yep. And Hannity was explaining why they hate Trump so much in D.C. 
And it makes perfect sense, he said, because all these politicians in D.C., they're all about parties and mingling. They, mm-hmm. so they, want, they want to have that sense of power where they go home and they're like, yeah, I met with this senator this day yeah. and this senator yeah. that day. And Trump doesn't care about any of those things. He, he could care less if he goes to a, a political party mm-hmm. or, you know, where they're all having steaks and wine yeah. and, you know, right. and, and, they, yeah. and they know that. And because they know that he doesn't give a crap about all of that kind of stuff, and that's why they call it the swamp now. Yeah. And and, and and the question is, what does he care about? Mm-hmm. And you know what he does care about? The country. Yes. Yeah. He cares about America. Mm-hmm. He cares about Americans, and he and he cares about both Democrats and Republicans. Yes. I don't think he really cares if you're red, blue, nope. or yellow. I, mean, I agree. You, you can look at AOC as a perfect example. I mean, when she was over there, you know, crying at the border, and then you look at it, and they, it's totally staged. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. You know, and she's she's on Instagram, and she's you know trying to appeal to the younger generation, and she's you know, it's it's absolutely it's a clown show. So here here's the one of the problems. And by the way, I just want to say this right up front, just full disclosure. <clears throat> Um, I really had a wonderful presentation uh, that I was going to bring to the show this morning. Uh, thankfully, we've got uh, Dean working behind the scenes, and uh, he is uh, – I don't know what we do without, without Dean. He, oh, I know. This is a guy who literally, at the drop of a hat, he'll pull up whatever yeah, he needs. Yeah, he does. Uh, to bring the content. He makes me program. look good. He I makes, know that. Yeah, and, he, and today he's going to make me look good, too. Yeah. He's already got the map up. And so thank you, my friend. I oh. really appreciate that. But, but, but here's the thing. So all this talk right now about this political stuff, people are saying, what about the war on Israel? I thought that's what you're going to be talking about today. No. What this is, is it's called, in, in the layman's parlance, it's called stalling. In the business, it's called filling, yeah. right? Yeah, we're filling right now because why? Because we don't have the content that we were supposed to have. I had this whole thing with maps. I even bought a map, a digital map that I was going to, uh, I'll, I'll have it next, uh, next week, I promise. Well, I, 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 I'll do everything I can to make sure that it happens <laughs> next week. Because yeah. this week I had nothing but technical problems. Even after I bought it, I couldn't download it. It's like, you got to be kidding me. So I bought it twice. Guess what? Couldn't download the second time any more than I could the first time. <laughs> so, so then after a more than an hour on the phone with PayPal to try to get anyway. Uh, but, uh, but we still will we'll, we'll begin wading into that. And then we'll bring back the surveyors again next week. Um, thanks to, the, to, to, to Dean, who's got a map for us to at least look at so we can get started. But... The, the, you know, you mentioned that Trump, there's a, there's a, there's a Democrat. He's a liberal Democrat. He's a billionaire. And he used to call Trump. I I read this, this little interview with him. He said, nine years ago, I called Trump an idiot savant minus the savant. So, so yeah, that, that was the quote from him. I called him an idiot savant minus the savant. So mm-hmm. right, an idiot savant is someone who's who can't do anything except they can, yeah, you dump a box of toothpicks on the floor they can take a look at and tell you exactly that's 497 toothpicks. Yeah, yeah the rain right. man. The, yeah, exactly. But he's saying the savant part means that he's just incredible, just amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said that's who Donald Trump is minus the savant. In other yep. words, he thinks he's just an idiot. But he said now, he said after three years of Joe Biden... He said, I'm looking back at the policies during the Trump years. He said, they were actually really good. (laughs) He said, the things that he did were actually really smart. And they made sense. And they worked for America. 
And, and he's, he's, he's done kind of a 180 on President Trump. And I think, hopefully, he's not alone. The reason, though, that he did the 180 is because he's willing to look beyond party lines and judge President Trump's actions and how they affected the entire country. Yeah, yeah. Not just to say, oh, no, he's still red, he's not blue, I'm blue, he's red, so therefore I hate him. If we can't get past that mindset, we're, we're history as a yeah. nation. If saw, we can, we've got maybe the best years we're ahead of well, us. You know, I saw, well, hold on. I saw a shirt, and this is perfect. It says, uh, I want mean tweets and world peace. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, why not? Nice. And, and, yeah. and nice. let's face it. We had this conversation a few years ago. Um, how, many of, how many of you guys here at the table um, <clears throat> liked Donald Trump before he was president? I didn't. I thought he was just a loudmouth kind of. I just knew him from The Apprentice. <clears throat> pile of crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't care, you know, what you did or, you know, what people think of you, uh, what you do at Key Largo or wherever the hell you go. Um, but uh, I care about what you do when you're running our country. Yeah. And, and it was the best. It was the first time we've ever been 100% self-sufficient. There were jobs. Everything was good. And it's still, it, it, the Dems still didn't like him. You know, they John, still did everything they could to get rid of him. Yeah, and, and that's just, and I, I, you know, I don't think it was, I would lay the blame for most of that, not at the foot of the Democrats, but at the foot of the, because they're just the, they're kind of the lick spittles of a, of, a, of a bigger master, and that is the globalists and the communists. These are the guys that are really running the show, right? Right. The Democrats who tend to vote as a group, they, they do. That's one thing. Yeah. And on the one <clears> hand, <throat> it's a double-edged sword because on the one hand, it's, it's a good thing because they're unified. On, a, on the other hand, if you can get the unified party to go in the wrong direction, now you're in big trouble. Because, I mean, yeah. we're in big trouble. <clears throat> and that's what happens. I've talked to legislators just at the North Dakota uh, State Legislature and they say, yeah, the Democrats vote as a group. Mm -hmm. They vote as mm -hmm. a block. They don't think independently. They whatever their what their leadership tells them to vote for, that's how they vote. Yeah. Um, the same guy that told me that said, Republicans are not the same. You'll get Republicans voting for or against bills that the Republican leadership uh, is voting the other way on. And he said, here's and this was a Republican I was talking to. Here's what he said to me. He said. If the Speaker of the House, uh, if the Republican leadership says, we want you to vote yes on this bill, and you vote no, he said, that's okay. But you better have a good reason for voting no. In other words, you be able to better be able to back up that vote and say, here's why I voted no. Uh, in my that's going to hurt my district. Or uh, I happen to know this about that particular issue, and I couldn't, in good conscience, vote no. He said, if you do that, you're fine. He said, but if you vote no and you don't have a good reason... That's bad yeah, news. Yeah. Then they're going to lower the boom or do whatever, maybe wag their finger at you. Uh, but, but the Democrats, he said, they vote as a, as a block no matter what. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's, so okay. relative to that, a few years ago, I mean, you, you gentlemen know that my, um, what I do in my, in my working uh, life is uh, film production. Mm -hmm. right? We've got a film, Waterman Digital Media, so our film production company. And we years ago, we were hired to work on a commercial for... A Democrat congressman, uh, Congressman Colin Peterson in Minnesota. Oh, sure. yeah. And so, so I did that. I thought, why? You know why I was able to do that in good conscience, to work on that, on that campaign for him? Because even though Colin Peterson is a 
is a Democrat. Mm-hmm. He's pro-life. He was as close to being and, a Republican as could he was be, like though. A blue, he was a blue dog Democrat. Yeah, he was, yeah. Pro-life and, mm-hmm. and pro-Second uh, Amendment, <clears throat> right? In fact, yeah. we shot, part of the, 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 the footage that we shot of him was out uh, in a field with a shotgun. Yeah. You know, he's... Yeah, I mean, he was one... Um, uh, who was the other one from Plummer? Uh, was another one. Uh, Democrats that... Even the Republicans liked him. Yeah. Uh, they did. Um, and, and I don't know. But anyway. So, so he... So I resp- So anyway, I had an opportunity to uh, to talk with him, and so I took you know during a break when they're not we're not shooting or stuff's getting reset for the next shot. Um, I just asked him. I said, "Listen, I, I had a conversation with Byron Dorgan, and I I might have said this on the show before, but I'll. It's been a couple of years. Uh, I said when Obamacare came out, Byron Dorgan went around the country. Uh, excuse me, run around North Dakota, asking North Dakotans if they like it or not." And he can't, it, 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 70, like 76, 77% of North Dakota said, no, we don't want that. We don't want that. Mm-hmm. I said, he went back to Washington, D.C., and he voted for it anyway. Yeah. He knew that three quarters of North Dakotans didn't want it. He's supposed to be representing North Dakota yeah. in Washington, D.C., and yet he voted for it. I said, can you explain that to me? He said, well, I said, you know, he said, yeah, I know him well. He's, he's a good friend of mine. I said, so explain that to me. He said, David, in Washington, here's how it works. You do what the party tells you. Yeah. He said, if you don't, uh, you want to be appointed to a certain committee, you want to you know, climb the ladder to the next level where you're mm-hmm. now doing working with this group or with that issue. What, he, said, he said, you'll get no appointments if you don't vote the way they tell you. So that's what you do. Or you don't climb the ladder. You just stay stuck right there. Yeah, and, and you know, these people, um, they get voted in because they're supposed to uh, basically stand up for us. You know, um, it, that's just like, I mean, we've, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a scary uh, thought. You know what else is scary? Yeah, the, the thought treats. of not having anything to eat uh, uh, for and dessert. Also, after and also you... the treats at yeah. Oh For Heaven's Cakes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting over the uh, Lick Spittles thing. Uh, you know what? There is nothing better. Look at that. Wow. wow. Then treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. Oh For Heaven's Cakes right down the hallway down here. You're going to find the best cupcakes and cakes for any occasion, special or just a treat. Hey, walk in to find out more, but I'm warning you, you won't want to leave. Over Heaven's Cakes, they're on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Call them up, 701-757-CAKE, or go to overheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Hey, be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Over Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. And now I'm hungry. Yeah, if Just you, uh, looking at that. If you uh, kind of move over to your left a little bit. Of the pool. I really like the little mummy cookies. They're kind of oh. right behind you. If, you. if you move a little, right oh. there. Oh. Yeah, look at those oh. sour treats. Oh, yeah. Halloween time. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks good. Oh, for Evans so, Cakes. Check them out if you haven't, boy. Uh, good stuff. Anyway. I was trying to, to make a comment about, you know, not having a dessert mm. after you finish your lunch. <laughs> yeah. You can not, have your cake and you eat it, too. Have your cake. That's right. <laughs> have your over. Yes. Yep. Um, I know you wanted to go uh, get into the maps and stuff, but uh, because John hasn't been here for a couple of weeks, maybe you could um, just give a little brush up on... Recap? The, yeah, with the... Why the um, Palestinians right. and the Israeli right. are... So, so... Um, we have so here's the thing uh we all are aware now that hamas flooded over the border mm-hmm. and massively attacked israel yep. right and they uh didn't just attack um the things that they did uh to 
men, women, children, and yes. babies. Yeah, uh, that's that's unprecedented, unprecedented um, in our lifetime. The only thing that even comes close to that on the scale that it happened. You know what? Nine eleven was a horrible, yeah, horrible event. The the lives that it took. If you take the population of the United States and the population of Israel, and you want to make what what Hamas did to Israel relative to what happened in the United States, mm-hmm. it's like it's like 300 9-11s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's the right number. Maybe it's 3,000. It's, it's a huge loss of life and the most barbaric thing that you can even imagine. Uh, I saw a picture. I, I, I didn't mean to, to look at this picture, but it was a picture of a child's. A bedroom, very nice, sweet, you know, mm-hmm. soft colors and plush, you know, toys and things in the back. And the, and the crib, and the crib had blood splattered all over yeah. it and blood on the floor uh, because the people that came in and slaughtered that baby, uh, these are animals. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. anybody that does that. Yeah, cowards. Is, is a, yeah, oh, you killed a baby, wow. What a... Spineless. That's... That's demonic. Um, I, I think it is demonic. Yeah, yeah I do. So um, here's what's even worse than that. There are people in this country who are supporting it, yeah. who are behind, who are supporting Hamas. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? How does anybody with even a shred of, of conscience, a shred of the concept of, of, of human life being sacred... Um, say, yeah, yeah that, that was good, what they did. Well, starting next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend in my state of Minnesota, uh, if you're one of those people that um, is agreeing with what's going on over there, uh, just go ahead and speak up, because there's going to be about 400,000 guys walking around with a load of guns. So uh, yeah. bring it up. Bring it up. I dare you. Well, you know what? Try that you, in a small town. What just happened? So you're from Minnesota, John, and you know what just happened in Minneapolis. Uh, there were protests, and I watched mm-hmm. the video of this the elderly man, I don't know how old he was, 70, 80 years old, and they, uh, and they stopped him, and then they start harassing him, yeah. and, they, and he's trying to get through the, the crowd. And they, I, I, the video that I saw of him as he's driving, he finally, literally, he escaped. He got through one barricade, and then they ran after him, and they started beating on his car and kicking his car and... <clears throat> And they're denting it, and he finally managed to find another way without plowing into people. He yeah. didn't run anybody over. I think that would have been a very tempting thing to do. Uh, but he managed to get out. But I saw blood coming from his head. So at some point, one of them, they punched him or did something. Um, this is this is America. Yeah. College campuses literally have protesters out there chanting, gas the Jews. So, so one of the questions that I had, actually, this was a question that I had for last week. Um, it asks this question, why is there Jew hatred in this country? Why, do people, why are there people that hate Jews in this country? So let me just give a, a brief recap. The war in the Middle East, we, you know, last week I read uh, uh, quite a bit of Scripture. I'm not going to do that this week, but just as you said, uh, Paul, to, to kind of recap where this all started, uh, God made a promise to Abraham uh, back in Genesis that he was going to make a great nation out of Abraham. And a, this was a, a pretty, pretty God-like promise because Abraham was 
70, mm. 70 some years old, then it was 80, and then by the time, and then 90, still no child. Um, God repeated the promise. But when, when Abraham was still nine, 90 years old, uh, and they still hadn't received a child, his wife, Sarah, came to him and said, and at that time her name was Sarah, God changed their names both from Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah. Uh, Sarai came to her husband and said, listen, maybe, you know, take my handmaid Hagar, my Egyptian handmaid Hagar, and have children by her. Maybe that's how God's going to provide children for me. And so he did that. And then, uh, and she gave birth to a son whose name is Ishmael. And and God said that because Abraham is his father, he was going to make him a great nation as well, a great and mighty nation. He said 12 princes would come from him. Well, he became the father of the Arab nation. All the Arabs in the world are descendants of Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, by the way, Abraham was a descendant of Shem, you know, Ham, Shem, and Japheth from the flood of Noah. Those are the children. And uh, from Shem come the term Shemite or Semite. So because Abraham was from Shem, the line of Shem, his descendants, both Arabs and, and then Jews, are both Semites. So when he hears somebody say, oh, they're anti-Semite, typically in the world that you're referring to someone who hates Jews. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that Arabs are also Semites. <clears throat> That's important for what we're going to talk about on the show next week because... Because the land of Israel, the land that Israel occupies today, was once the land of Canaan. And Canaan was composed of Canaanites. God gave that land to Abraham and his descendants, specifically to the descendants that he made a covenant with, and that was through his second son. Abraham's second son was Isaac. Because when God appeared to Abraham again, Abraham said, oh, the Ishmael may live before you. And God said, no, but I will make my covenant with your son, with your son, who you and Sarah will bury you a son, and I'm going to make my covenant with him. And he's going, how can... And, and Abraham said, and Sarah actually is listening by the tent door, and she's hearing that. She laughs because she thinks, are you kidding me? He's, he's 100 years old. I'm 90 years old. Newsflash, women don't have children at 90. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But Sarah did, and she gave birth to a son whose name was Isaac, and God made his covenant with Isaac. And then God said, I'm going to give you this land. I'll just read this briefly. This is what he says. He says, for know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, will they be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. So that's the, oh, by the way, did anybody watch the movie, The Ten Commandments? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Show? Okay, so you've seen that show. Thank you, John. <laughs> Finally, we, because neither Paul nor Dean have seen The Ten Commandments. Oh. So The Ten Commandments. Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Yeah. That's a, is that a classic or is that a classic? It's about as classic as classics it, can get. It doesn't get any much more classic no, than no. that, right? That movie came out before I was even born. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Special effects, unbelievable. Mm, for then, yes. And for that time, yeah, where they're shooting, I think that was shot, I, I believe that movie was shot in Technicolor, which means they've got three separate strips of film running yeah. through the camera at the same time, and then they convert it into mm-hmm. later to make color. Uh, anyway, um, the, the, the Egyptians held the Israelites captive for 400 years. They were in Israel. They were in Egypt. I'm sorry. They were in Egypt for 430 years. 30 years, they weren't slaves. But for the last 400 years, 
they were enslaved uh, because there was a new pharaoh and he didn't know who Joseph was, and that's a whole other story. Um, and God brought them out. So that's what he's referring to here when God says to Abraham, he says, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, that will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. That was in Egypt. And in the Ten Commandments, we see Moses leading them out of Egypt. That's leading them out of the 400 years mm -hmm. of captivity. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve, and afterward they will come out with many possessions. And in the movie, The Ten Commandments, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. The, the, the Egyptians are happy to see them go here, take, take whatever you want, mm -hmm. just get out of here. Yeah. Right? And so that's what happens. Um, As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. Then in the fourth, uh, you, you'll go to your fathers in peace. You'll be buried at a good old age. Then in the fourth generation, they shall return here for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. And it came about when this, okay. So, so God makes this promise. <clears throat> Here's the promise. Um, he said, do not fear Abram. Abram. I'm a shield to you and your reward shall be very great. This is the promise that God made to Abram. Abram said, Lord, what will I do? I, I don't have any children. How are you going to make me great? I have no children. And when he says make you great, he doesn't mean we're going to make statues of you. Right, right. He means you're going to have, your name is going to be great. And the way that your name is great is by having lots and lots of children who go and have more and lots and lots of children. That's mm -hmm. how you become great. Mm -hmm. And Abram said, uh, what will I do since I'm childless? Since uh, you, you've, he says, you have given me no offspring. Abram turns it right back and puts it in, in God's court. And he says, you have not given me any offspring. So what's it, how's, how's this going to work? And God says to him, <clears throat> he says, he takes him outside. He says, look towards the heavens, count the stars if you're able to. Look at the stars, Abram. See those stars? That's how your descendants are going to be. You're going to have descendants as numerous as the stars. If you can count all the stars, that's how your descendants are going to be. How many stars are there? Billions. There are yeah. billions of stars. <clears throat> then he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. And he said... I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans. And Ur, by the way, I, I'm sorry, Dean, you don't have it on your map because it's got to be this bigger map. Ur is right down here. Uh, it's just to the, to, the, uh, to the east in Saudi Arabia. That's where Ur is. And Abraham went all the way up here when God spoke to him. He, went, he brought him all the way up here and he gave him this whole, all this land. Okay, so I'll have maps. I'll have a better map uh, for, for you next week. Well, Dean is going to probably find one faster than that. Um, and he said to him, Lord, how will I know that I'll possess it? Abram is asking God, how shall I know that I'll possess this land? And he said, bring me. And so this is the thing. So God makes a promise to him. And he, I described that last week. It's Go back and watch last week if you want to see how that worked. But, it, but it, God said in the strongest possible terms, you will possess this land. And, okay, so the question is, what is the land? He says, on that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, to your descendants I've given this land, from the river of Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. So Egypt's over here. So the Egyptian river is over on this side. Euphrates River is right here. Mm -hmm. And that's all the land in between. God says, oh, thank you very much. There we go. So there, there's the, yeah, no, that's good. So the river, you see the river in Egypt. Uh, let's see, you can't really see. Mm, yeah, there it is, the Euphrates River, thank you. See where it says Baghdad? <clears throat> Go down from, from Baghdad. Uh, that's actually, the, I think that's the Tigris River. 
It's the one right to the left of Baghdad, that river that runs down to uh, Al Nasiriya. Yeah, to Al yeah. It's the Tigris is right there on the right. Down it's to, the Euphrates, yep, uh, yep. one on the left. Yep, that's Tigris, and then yep. the Euphrates is on the left. Yep, so there's from the Euphrates the, so, right there. So look at where the river is in Egypt, where Cairo. Yep, yep, that river, all the way over to that other river, mm-hmm. which is the the Euphrates River, <clears throat> and then down. I think it's down around Medina, where Medina is, and then up. To uh, up to where uh, where roughly the middle of Syria, okay. So God says to him, "To your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenite." Now, here are the people that were living there at the time: the Kenite, the Kenizzite, and the Cadmonite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Raphaim. And the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Girgashite and the Jebusite. In other words, the land, and I, again, I'll bring this next week, the land that those people are inhabiting in that area are given to Abram and his descendants. That's, that's, that's the promise that, that God made to Abram, whose name mm-hmm. he later changed to Abraham. <clears throat> so, um, so he... He said, he said later, uh, when Abram was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, and I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. I'm going to make you great. Yeah. Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram. Your name shall be Abraham, which means father of a multitude. For I will make you the father of a multitude of nations, and I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come forth from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Is that ambiguous? I don't think so. Uh, an everlasting covenant? What that means is it doesn't stop, yeah. right? It goes on forever. As long as there's time, this is the covenant that I'm making between me and your descendants. I was thinking a little bit more condensed version. But. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm making this condensed as I can. Yeah. It, 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 he says, and after, and I will give you and your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. An everlasting possession. So all that area that we just saw up on the screen He's saying, I'm giving that to you and to your descendants as an everlasting possession. Next week, we'll see how much of that everlasting possession was actually given to Egypt. So, uh, excuse me, to Israel. So what happened was in, in 19, 1917, uh, the Balfour Declaration. Okay, so, so Great, Britain, um, Great Britain basically was controlling that region yep. for a long time. Mm-hmm. The Balfour Declaration told them they've got to give that back to Israel, mm-hmm. and, and, and England didn't do it. They didn't do it. <clears throat> then in 1922, Britain cut—I'll show this next week. They basically cut off 77% of it, yeah. and they gave it to King Abdullah uh, in, in the era what's known as—back then it was called Transjordan. Today it's Jordan. Um, 
and the Jews were barred from settling there. They yeah. couldn't even go there. Then in 1947, after the Holocaust, the United Nations said, these Jews need their own land. Yes. They need to have a place that's, that they can call home. And so they gave them what was left, uh, which was the 23% that was remaining. But before they did that, they cut it in half again, and they, 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 they took the 23% and they gave roughly half of it to the Arabs and the other half to the Jews. So Israel has been divided, has been divided... So now they're down to like 12% of the original land that was theirs, and that's what they gave them. Here's the problem. <clears throat> and not all of... And by the way, I, when I talk about the Arabs in Hamas or in Hezbollah or in the PLO, Pal, PLO's Palestine Liberation Organization, yep. right? um, not all Arabs feel the same way as these so-called leaders do, these terrorist leaders. Uh, but their goal is to completely wipe Israel off the map. Yeah. They want to kill every single mm -hmm. Jew, man, woman, and child living there. Yeah. Um, they believe that um, if they cause suffering to someone, the suffering is not their fault, but the, the fault of the person that's suffering. Sure. So uh, we have a hard time understanding that because in America, we understand that if I grab a pencil and jab you with it, I'm the one that jabbed you, yeah. right? So. Yeah. It's, it, your arm is hurting, maybe bleeding, but it's not your fault, it's my fault. But these terrorists say, no, it's your oh, yeah. fault. Right, right. It's your fault. Mm -hmm. Your suffering is your own fault. Yeah. So therefore, they are free to impose the most heinous acts of barbarism against even little children. And they can, they can in their own minds, remain blameless about that. So, so what happened is... Um, if you can, can you, no, I'm sorry, Dean, can you pull up the, the one that you had of the, the shot of Israel? Oh, the first one? The first one, yes, the uh, big one. one sure. So way back in the 60s, this concept of land for peace uh, was first floated, that if Israel will just give some land mm -hmm. to these Arabs who are living there, then they'll have peace. Well, if you read the writings of the people like Yasser Arafat, uh, he says, no, we don't really want peace. We just want to, we'll agree to a temporary. Yeah. We're going to call it peace, but it's really just a temporary peace. And then we'll, uh, thank you. So if you look at the way down in the lower left-hand corner over on the, where it kind of pokes out there, that's the Gaza Strip. Yep, yep. And <clears throat> Israel, the Israeli government allowed the, the people in, living in Gaza to have their own government and basically to elect whoever they wanted uh, as their leaders. And they, they chose to elect uh, members of Hamas. Yeah, yeah. So Gaza at this point is being ruled by Hamas, and that was a perfect place for them to launch their attack sure. from. And that's what they did. They, they attacked from, from the Gaza Strip and um, <clears throat> incurred tremendous, uh, tremendous casualties that are horrific. I mean, horrific casualties. Another thing, too, I mean, because the map doesn't really do it justice, but something you pointed out, I mean, Israel is like, you said, well, like the size of like New Jersey. Oh, it's tiny. Yeah, it's what's left of Israel today. I mean, it, it started out, the, the land that God gave to them and said, this is an everlasting possession, it's still theirs. They're not living on it anymore, but it's still theirs. But the problem is that the, so in 19, I said that in 1940, uh, 1948, um, 
the UN decided to, to give this to the Jews uh, in 1947. In 1948, it became theirs. And the day after it became theirs, Israel was attacked by seven different Arab armies. I mean, literally, the day after yeah. Israel became a nation recognized by the United Nations and the world as a nation, they were attacked by seven Arab armies. What chance did they have, this ragtag group? Many of them, hundreds of them, didn't even have guns. Right, right. And they're attacked <clears throat> by these army, by, by armies. Mm-hmm. I mean, to put it in perspective, would this be kind of like Grand Forks uh, putting an attack on Fargo? Uh, no, it would be like all of North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota attacking Fargo. Oh, okay. It's more like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Only, only worse. And guess who won that war? Not Fargo. Uh, it was Fargo. Yeah. The Jews won. Oh, in yeah. 1948. They were attacked by these Arab... Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm sorry. Yeah. In, in the, yep. anal- the analogy, yep. uh, Fargo's like Israel. Sure. My, 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 when I was saying Grand Forks to Fargo, I was thinking the Gaza Strip to oh, oh, I see. You're not talking about the 1948 No, war. no. I'm no. talking about Got the it. Gaza Strip to Israel. That would be like Grand Forks attacking Fargo, wouldn't it? Um, in per- kind of in perspective. Size-wise. Size-wise? Um, yeah, maybe, except that they were a lot closer because, right, it's, it'd be, no, it'd be like Fargo attacking Moorhead. Oh, okay. Yeah, or Moorhead attacking Fargo. Or Grand Forks attacking East Grand Forks. Yeah, okay, exactly. Gotcha. Right, right, okay. yeah. Only without the river in, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot easier. They, and they just, and they did, they, they poured across, they literally, they literally pushed, they destroyed the barrier mm-hmm. that was there and just yeah. came in and, and murdered people. Um, and so the quest, so here's the problem. And I had a, I had a, an hour, hour and a half conversation uh, yesterday with a lady that lives in Haifa. If you can, um, <clears throat> Dean, can you just scroll down on that same map? Just scroll, uh, scroll, make it go. No, I'm sorry, other direction. So just bring scroll it down. Up. There you go. Scroll up, I guess. Yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. There's uh, Haifa right there on the Haifa. coast. Right, yep. <clears throat> so she lives there. And I talked with her for almost, like I said, an hour, an hour and a half yesterday. And um, <clears throat> she's got friends who are Jews and she's got friends who are Arabs. Mm-hmm. And she said, they want to live in peace. But the problem is, and this is what I said to her, if you've got leadership, that, like so the leadership in Hamas or the leadership in Hezbollah or the leadership in Al-Qaeda, right? Or the leadership of the PLO. Mm-hmm. And they're saying... We're going to destroy every single Jew in the Middle East, and then the ones that are left on the planet will go after them next. Yeah. If that's the, what the leadership is saying... Yeah, not going to be peaceful. It's not going to be peaceful, exactly. No. no. That's the problem. So she... But she so wants to have peace mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the Middle East. A lot of people will tell you, if you want peace in the Middle East, you got to get rid of Israel because they're the cause of all the problems. No, the cause of all the problems are the nations that are continually attacking them. Yeah. One problem is that some of the Arab nations, I'm not going to, I'll, I'll, for, for now, we'll keep, we'll use, we'll protect the innocent, right? Okay. By, there are Arab nations who are starting to make peace with Israel. They're yeah. starting to say, yeah, we're willing to live in peace. And Hamas does not want that. They don't want no. that. No, they do not. Because if, if suddenly Israel's neighbors... Or making peace with them, then their whole plan to attack and destroy Israel uh, becomes much more difficult. Right. So, 
what I said to this lady uh, in, in Haifa, and I don't know, I'll, I'm sure I'll talk with her again. I'd love to get her on the show. Uh, it's um, because we're in the morning. She would still be awake. So it's, it's possible uh, to have someone who's actually living in Israel on, on the, anyway. Yeah. Right, we the, can zoom her in. The, yeah. The problem is she's a, she's a very intelligent woman and she's a reasonable woman. And I said to her at the end of my, my conversation, I said, if you have a political position that's opposite mine and you're an intelligent and reasonable person and I'm an intelligent and reasonable person, we can talk, we can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the conversation, even if I don't agree with you, I'll, I'll probably have respect for you because I'll understand your sure. position. Sure, Right? Maybe I'll even change my mind. Maybe I'll start to agree with you or, or vice versa. But if you try to have a conversation with somebody who is unreasonable and who wants nothing but to destroy you, if, 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 if for example, there's some man who's out there who knows who you are, he's been stalking you for years, he thinks you're the worst person on the planet, and all he's thought about is how he can uh, attack, kidnap, torture, and murder you, and he lives for that, and, and eventually one day he shows up and breaks into your house... I said, are you going to speak soft words to him? Are you going to change his mind while he's there looking at you? All he's dreamt about for years is utterly destroying you and then murdering you? Are you going to be able to persuade him with nice talk? You're talking about someone who's reasonable and somebody who's unreasonable. Yeah. That's the situation I said to her. I said, that's the situation that you're living in. It's not, yeah. it's, not that the, it's not that all Arabs are evil or that all Jews are good. There are good Arabs and there are good Jews mm-hmm. and there are evil Arabs and evil Jews. But when you have leadership in one of those camps who will not settle for anything other than the total destruction of the other group, now you're dealing with someone who's unreasonable. And the scary part about that is that when God made this promise to Abram, to Abraham, he also made another promise. He said, he, and he's referring to Abraham as the nation of Israel because he's talking about his making him great yep, in his generations. Yep. He said, whoever blesses you, I will bless. And whoever curses you, I will curse. That's talking about the nation of Israel. What that means is there's no way to be the enemy of Israel and receive blessing from God. It's not possible. You cannot be the enemy of Israel and receive blessing from God. And that works its way out in the last days, Revelation and Zacharias and Ezekiel talk mm-hmm. about that. And we'll talk about that more because if this is the beginning of that period, what's going to happen next geopolitically is already laid out in Scripture. Yeah. And it's very clear. And here's one of the things, and we'll talk about this on a future podcast. Here's one of the things that it says... It talks about Gog and Magog. It actually talks about an alliance that's made between modern-day Russia and modern-day Iran. So remember that. Put that in your thinking cap. Make a little note. An alliance between Russia and Iran against Israel. So um, this is going to obviously be, you know, in more detail in another show. But I just guess I don't really understand how... Okay, so... You know, they've had this religious war going on for so long. So, but what was the deal with the Nazis? Why are the Nazis so against the Jews? I mean, what was the whole deal with that? I mean, they're not part of this holy war. They, they're 
Like, why, why was Hitler so against the Jews? Yeah, that's, that's a very good question, Paul. Let me see if I can answer. And, I, and this, this is a quick answer, if I can just quickly find it. Um, uh, so, so we know I mean, that, we know that, we know that God is real, right? I mean, you believe in God. Yeah. Yes? Right. Mm-hmm. And so if God is real and God talks about things happening in, in the spiritual realm, he talks about spirits, you can't see spirits, uh, there are angels, right? Mm-hmm. The Bible also describes the angels who followed Satan. It says he swept out a third of them with his tail out of heaven. In other words, a third of the angelic majesties or the heavenly host went to follow Satan, and they're now on his team, on his side, fighting against God, right? So they now reject God. They're, they're what we call demons, mm-hmm. right? So, so we know that there's stuff going on that we can't see with our eyes. I personally believe as a Christian that spiritual battle is actually more real and has more eternal consequences than the physical battles that we engage in. So it's important to understand that. So, so, the, the, so we know Satan hates God. The word devil, as I've said on the show, means hater of God. And so your question is, why did the, why did the, the Nazis hate the Jews, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, was that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe it or not, Yasser Arafat actually knew Hitler. Yeah, yeah. And they and- talked. <clears throat> and he helped Hitler in his campaign against the Jews. That's, again, like you said, for another show. But this is what Jeremiah 31 says. This is God talking. Thus says the Lord. Now, in case you're not sure who the Lord is, he defines it here. And you tell me, both of you gentlemen, who does this sound like to you? Okay, who does it sound like? Thus says the Lord. Who gives the sun for light by day and the fixed order of the moon and the stars for light by night. Who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. Who does that sound like? God. God, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. The Lord of hosts is his name. Here's the promise. If this fixed order, uh, which order? The fixed order of the sun giving light by day, the Mm. moon and the stars giving light by night. If this fixed order departs from before me, in other words, if the sun stops shining, the moon stops shining at night, some sun. If this fixed order departs from before me, says the Lord, then the offspring of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. You follow that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Israel will exist as a nation before God, meaning that it's it's existing before him. He is sustaining it. He is, he is watching over it. He's keeping it alive. Until the sun, the moon, and the stars are no longer doing their thing. So when somebody says to me, oh, well, the church has taken over Israel's place. Uh, Israel doesn't exist before God anymore. So, oh, I, oh, you know what I did? I went outside and I looked up and I said, no, the sun's still there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the uh, moon and the stars are still there. You know what that means? That means Israel is still a nation in God's eyes. And he says, he says, to repeat, if this fixed order departs from before me, declares the Lord, then the offspring of Israel shall cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus says the Lord, If the heavens can be measured, 
and the foundations of the earth searched out below. Then I will also cast off the offspring of Israel for all they have done, declares the Lord. Is that confusing at all? Is there anything confusing about that? I'm still waiting to hear about the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So according to God, what's going to happen with, what's, what's the state of Israel? It's going to, how long is Israel going to be? How long is Israel going to stay a nation? How long are the but Jews going to be around? Sun, until the sun blows up. Sun, the moon, and the stars, right. Only then, he's, in other words, never. In other words, he's never going to forsake the Jewish people. They're always the nation before him. Okay, now, we talked about, we know God is real. We know from his word that Satan is also real, and Satan hates God. If Satan can destroy the Jews, if Satan, by using puppets, people on the earth, his agents here, are able to wipe out the Jews, to literally do genocide the Jews, the Jewish people, what just happened to God's promise to Israel? God said Israel will be a nation. Throws it out the door. Throws it out the door. Yeah. That would mean Satan had defeated God. Right, right. So you asked, why do the Nazis hate the Jews? I believe that Jew hatred is, 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 I think that it's at best misinformed, at worst it's demonic. I think that Satan feels like his greatest chance of defeating God, making one of his promises turn out to be a false promise is by wiping out the Jewish people, wiping out Israel, who God said will be a nation before him forever. If Satan can just get enough people to kill all the Jews, he can say, hey, you promised them that they'd be a nation forever. I killed them all. Yeah. I think that's the reason that Hitler attacked the Jews and tried to destroy all the Jews. I think that's the reason that these groups like Hamas and others are trying to destroy the Jews. That's the reason we've got neo-Nazis in America today. It's Jew hatred, not based on anything the Jews have done, but because it's a spiritual demonic war against God himself in trying to wipe out his people. Okay. Interesting. The War on Israel, part four next week. Yes, sir. Absolutely. With maps. Uh, bringing in the surveyors. Yes. Uh, the Great Reset Hidden Agenda. Uh, David Waterman, thank you for coming in again. My Paul, pleasure. the producer. Always fun having you guys. This is, I have a good time here. Um, I can't wait till next week. Our show, by the way, today brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Austin says Barry and the team did a great job putting a deck skirt on my deck. It gave the deck a great finished look and helps keep my dog from getting covered in mud every morning. Would recommend them for any project, large or small. Tell you what, for that project you want done sooner than later, call Executive Properties. 701-330-1273. And make sure you call now for snow removal with Executive Properties this winter. They do a great job. Uh, still going to have to look up uh, Lick Spittles. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, by the way, got a new guy coming in tomorrow. His name is Roosevelt. He's going to be hosting our 11 o'clock show. Um, see what you guys think. He's, I think he's going to do a great job. Want you to have a great remainder of your day tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Remember, everybody, like, share, tag, and follow us. You know what? If you'd like to get some Grand Forks Best Source merch,
merchandise, go to gfbsmerch.com. You can follow us on Rumble now, too, hey? All right? Hey, you know, the Grand Cities are awesome. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again. 